just to let you know that we are human beings, we're not very easily satisfied. Is that right? Is that wrong? If it's cold, we say, oh, why is it so cold? If it's hot, we say, oh, why is it so hot? Isn't it? Is it are young people the same? Or is it? We're always complaining about something. We've done good, but still it's not good enough. And indeed, from the point of view of a human, we're never, we're never quite satisfied. Lots of people think that if they're rich, they have a lot of wealth, that they'll be very satisfied. Is it true? There is a truth there. But if I say that the one thing that can make people happy and satisfied, it is one of the things that can make us happy and satisfied, but it's not the thing, the thing that makes us happy and satisfied. So the question is, so how can humans actually get true satisfaction? The Bible tells us the answer here. So every problem in our life has a way out. Okay, let's look together at John 14:27. Jesus says this, Peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Okay, this is what goes on. He says that he leaves his peace. So the peace which is given by Jesus Christ to us. It's not like what is given by the world. So the word of God here is, it proves to us that Jesus is able to fill uh, the, satis the, satis the, the longing for satisfaction in our life. But the question is, why do lots of God's children, do they just continue to feel like they can't attain that satisfaction in life? So can we ask everyone here, are you, are you satisfied? Are you to your maximum? It's okay to confess, you can answer inside your heart. There's, there's two points here that I want to share with you here. So how can we attain that true satisfaction? The first thing is we need to always give thanks in all circumstances. So we see that in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So how much do we give thanks? Let's give thanks for what God has given to us. Not just what we want to dream about. So often we dream about, oh, oh, look at that person. Oh, look, their life is so good. They're rich. They're good looking. They're tall. How come I'm so short? And we say, oh, 
We don't give thanks, do we? I used to be like that. I, when I was in senior, when I was in junior high school, and I thought, oh, why am I on my friends so torn? How come I'm so short? I'm sorry for those who were short. We got that. We have the same fate. I think this mic's not long enough. We don't give thanks, my friends. And this causes us to never feel satisfied. We always feel like we're lacking. And there's a few practical tips that I want to give you here. How, how can we do this? It seems like it's pretty easy to give thanks, but how come people can't give thanks? I'm going to share with you. Don't always look up, up, but you have to look down as well. So what I'm saying is, and we look up and we think, not look at you, looking at the sky, and think, oh, it's so light. So what I mean by looking up is like looking at others and go, oh, how come that person's got such a good life? And oh, look at the neighbor's car, it's so good. How come my car is just like this? And, and you say, oh, how come the kids over there, they got, they're like, they got all these trophies, they get, go well and all these things, but how come my children don't? How come that person gets this much money a week and I only get 200? We always look at above and we always compare ourselves to people who have more than us. It's because of that we are unable to give thanks. So the people who are short, they're not satisfied with being short. They want to be tall. And I, I thought before, how come, how come I'm short, yeah? How come my friends are tall? But the lucky thing is that my, my child is quite tall now, so it's the improvement of the next generation. The, the kids here are tall, so and then because of that, and they they eat cheese here, so they get tall. So friends, we always think about other people and comment about ourselves. We always look at the top, and we don't look down below. If we're always comparing ourselves, let's look below. Let's say people who are harder off than us. Our children are naughty. Okay, how about children who are sick? They have to stay overnight in the hospital. They're sick, we don't have to go to cancer or whatnot. So ladies and gentlemen, I went to, I, have this school where I clean and it's a disabled school and I saw these disabled children and I thought, wow, I got, thank you Lord, thank you Lord God. Even though my children are naughty, I just really thank you Lord that they're not sick, they're not disabled. So, so when, you, when you think about yourself and you think, oh, I'm so tired. And you look at other people who, who just have stocks and their stock just keeps going up. What about if their stocks go down? We always look at the people and think, oh, their life is so good. Look at there, they have $2,000 income a week. And you know, only have $200 income a week. And we think, oh, so sad. And what about people who live on the street who are unemployed? So because of that, 
Don't always look above. If you want to look at the top, you can look at the top, but you have to look below as well. And when you look below, you, we can also give thanks to God. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for what you have given to me up until now. Don't think and we say, oh, it looks good on the outside. But do you know what's on the inside? You don't know, do you? We know that we're hard off. It might just look like they're going okay. Well, for me, said people who are rich, were like, oh, it must be so good being rich. And he said, oh, yeah, you think it's rich? Good, but it's good, better for you. You get to go home and you sleep. For me, I get to have to come home and I have to think about my business. And people say, lots of money. You can sleep on a nice mattress, in a nice bed, in a, in a room which has a golden handle on the door. But we cannot sleep well. Is that right? Right? Can you sleep well? No. Except if our heart is satisfied. Second thing is don't stop comparing ourselves to other people. You say, I'm myself, I'm Stephen, I'm unique. I'm the only one in Australia, even more of in the world. Oh, where was Stephen? Oh, Stephen was here. Oh, okay, he's in the back now. So his name is the same, but he's different. Stephen, this one is tall, he's good looking. How about me? I'm small. But I'm lucky because I've got my wife, Juliana. So for half of my age, I've been together with Juliana. So ladies and gentlemen, don't stop comparing ourselves with other people. Be yourself. My children are naughty, but they're healthy. Don't compare them to your neighbors. And say, how come the, the, the grass at my neighbor's place looks better than my green grass? Well, green and my one's more yellow. So we always look at other people. We say, oh, how come they're better off? We need to stop. We need to stop comparing ourselves to other people. So every person definitely has their own difficulties in their life. There's no person who has a life which is just perfect. Even if we look at their lives and they seem, oh, they was, their life is so good, they're rich, they can, they can go traveling and, and their life looks so happy. We don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe they're, maybe they're stressed, their children are on drugs, you know, we don't know. We just look at them and we say, oh, look, they get out of the Mercedes car. And they say, well, and then they go into a nice big house, but he's never at home. It's the the home assist, the, the home helper that's always at home watching the TV. 
But you know, we're happy to have a small TV, but we get to watch it, you know, in our small house. We get to watch it together with our children. So, friends. Okay, so what is it that these days that makes us unsatisfied? Okay, s- stop looking to above all the time. We also need to look down. So if we're sad, we need to look below. There's a lot of people who are not as well off as we are. We need to give thanks. And with that, we automatically we can say, God, thank you, God, thank you. Thank you for our work. No, you're going to us up until this day. Whatever we do. As long as you're not a thief. You're not allowed to be a thief. If you're involved in corruption, you've got to stop being involved in corruption. Okay, let's, let's give things for whatever God has given to us. Don't dream about what we don't have yet because that will make us feel forever dissatisfied. Let's appreciate our husband, our wife, our children, our grandchildren. Even if they're naughty, let's appreciate them. Because people feel they don't appreciate the person when they're with them, but once that person is gone, then they just appreciate finally appreciate them. So friends, I know that indeed living in Australia, it's very, it's very busy, you know, from Monday to Friday, they seem to meet really quickly. Oh, it's already Friday, oh. But let's take advantage of the togetherness of in this life. Let's appreciate it. Don't let that person go until we, and then we realize, oh, I appreciate them. Oh, they're not here, they're no longer here. friends and to give thanks it's the most effective tool for feeling that satisfaction in our life when we give thanks we stop looking above and we look below and we also stop comparing ourselves with other people The second point that I want to share with you is don't get trapped. Be thankful in all circumstances. So in Philippines 4.11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. So here we learn from the Apostle Paul that he's he's always content in whatever circumstances he has. It doesn't mean that Christians can't be rich. It doesn't mean that being rich is a sin. But does that wealth make us closer to God? Or does it make us further away from God? A heart, the attitude of a heart, which sticks to God or it sticks to our property, to our wealth. Because... Because wealth can take over our life. We feel that we have an ambition which is 
which can go beyond and makes us jealous of other people. So that because of that, we will use any way to, to gain that wealth. So we need. So God, He's the number one. He can become, you know, a, a lower priority in our life. So without us realizing it, we can get it. We can get attacked by this this greed, this need for money. Sometimes other people can see it, and we don't even realize. We want something. We want something. We want to have one house. Then we want to have a second house. We have one car, and then we want to have another car. As long as you don't have one wife and you want to have a second wife, you're not allowed. Okay. Okay. One wife is enough. Okay, friends. In 1 Timothy 6, 9-10, it says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Okay, you need to underline this. If you the desire to want to be rich, that's where the problem is. So that can change the position of God in our life. Do we think that if we don't want to be rich, well, God can't make us rich? Okay, I want to ask you, can God make people rich even if we don't want to be rich? Yes. What's, the exa- what's an example of this? The experience, the example of this is Solomon. So God asks him, "What do you, what do you want? Did you watch? I think in Indonesia there was a genie, and says one, rec- one request that you have. What do you want?" And Solomon, what did Solomon ask for? He asked for wisdom. But what did God give him? God gave him everything. Packet deal. He gave him everything. So sometimes you think that you don't, even if you don't want to be rich, that God won't make you rich. But God doesn't want there to be a desire in our heart that will take over us, that it changes the position, that it removes the position we've got in our life as priority. But I don't think that if you don't want to be rich, that God can't make you rich. He can. What can God not do? There's nothing. Does God continue to remain number one when we are rich? Or does he go down in priority from, you know, one to whatever? And then, you know, we start looking at our our empire, our business, our wealth. So, ladies and gentlemen, satisfaction doesn't mean that we have to live a luxurious life and means that we can have a simple life.
we can live a normal life with what we have, but we give thanks and everything. No matter how much we have, however much we have, but if we, we don't accompany that with giving thanks, then we will definitely not feel satisfied. Because we say, oh, we'll think, oh, it's still not enough. Oh, I want more. I want more. So there was a famous person who, who once said that satisfaction, true satisfaction, is giving thanks for what we have. It's not giving thanks for what we don't have and, you know, dreaming about something that we want. Oh, it'd be great if I had this or if I had this. Oh, I'd be so good, wouldn't it? It'd be so good. In Hebrews 13, 5-6, it says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? This verse here teaches us to not be a slave of money. It just means that we don't become the slave of money. If we become slave of money, then we are led by money. But we have to become. But oh sorry, we have to become the slave of money. Oh sorry, we have to become the slave of God. So God says, "Be content with what you have." And we always think, "Oh." We think, "Oh, how much? How much money do I have? What? How much assets do I have?" And we, we forget who do we have in our life. We have Jesus in our life. Who do we have? We have family who fear the Lord together with us. We have friends, our friends, um, people around us, our environment. If Jesus is in our life, He can f- fill in the emptiness and the and the satisfaction that we're looking for. And he said that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And his help is always on time. So maybe we think, oh, how come God's always late? I want it, I want it to be my way, I want it to be like this, like this, you know, it should be like this, as this, as this, as this, this, this. So we, we try to make God work according to what we want. And then when he's late, we say, oh, why is it late? And the problem was like this, and all you need to do was this, and it should have been, it all sorted out. How come this didn't happen? And I feel like we were like that, aren't we? We always want to dictate to uh, God. We want our ambitions to be reached in our life. You know, it should be like this, and do this, and then this. But you need to believe me. God is never late. It might look like he's late for our own, and from our point of view, but but even one second, 
He's never lying. Does anyone believe me? Amen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. This man of the world is very different with what Jesus gives. The world for us is living in competition, is wanting to be appreciated by other people. Everyone wants to be appreciated and so because of that they work hard, they should reach something, to have a house, to have a car, to have everything so that they can feel like they're walking above the land. But that's the demands of the world. What is always demanding more of us? And if we don't have something that we, you know, we won't be considered by others, we won't be appreciated by others. But is that is that our main goal in life? Ladies and gentlemen, I have one testimony. This happened with my own family. My family were pretty well off. That we, you know, really struggled to attain all the success that we could. And they, indeed, they got that, that success that they wanted. Lots of friends. They were respected by many people. Wherever they went, they said, "Oh, who's this?" And then they already knew the, the person's name. And then one day, uh, unfortunate tragedy happened. There was there was shipwreck. So they went bankruptcy, and then all his friends disappeared. And then from the father, they'd say, "Oh, they used to say, 'Oh, it's that guy.' Now they would run away. Do you know why they ran away? That's right. They were afraid that he asked for money because he's bankrupt. That's the world. That's what happens in this world. This is, this is a true story. So don't even just say a friend. Have you heard the saying that when you have a family, there's money? If you don't have a family, then there's no money. This is this has really happened. This maybe not here, but in Indonesia, this happens. To so the rich, have family. If they're not rich, then they're not, not family. And then someone will come to the house and think, oh, you know, oh, I hope this person's not coming here to ask for money or something. So, friends, let's not be busy. And let's not get busy in looking for appreciation from other people. Because gaining respect or appreciation from other people, it's only temporary. It won't last long. I want to be for a moment. And when we're on top, everyone looks at us and they, and they show respect to us. But when we're down below, people to walk over. Okay, so from here, let's learn to find our appreciation and our respect from the Lord. Other people can, relatives can leave us, friends can leave us, as long as God doesn't leave us. If God leaves us, then that's what's dangerous.
Let's build a relationship with the person of Jesus. He's able to give us this satisfaction in our lives. Lord, the Lord Jesus, maybe he doesn't have to give us like you know a suitcase with hundred, two hundred dollars, and I'm gonna make your life happy or something like that. How is it possible that one person can get one suitcase and one hundred dollars? They'll be, they won't be happy. They'll faint and they'll die. We'll be given a suitcase of money. Then we'll go to church and then we'll go on a holiday. And they thought they were going on a holiday for just one month. But they didn't come back to church and they say, Oh, bye bye, God. So friends, let's learn. Let's learn to be content with what we have. Don't try to. Do we balance ourselves with other people? In our ability, when we have this and we do this, we need to be thankful that God has given us this up until now. Don't try to be. Don't try to torture yourself to put yourself in a position on a similar position to other people, which would be more rich and you know, more proud. Have ever heard that people who are rich, they wear T-shirts. There's a you know present you know often in Indonesia people get T-shirts uh, and they say and then we think oh, the T-shirt must be brand it must be really expensive but someone who is not my love and, and there's a black person they wear a branded shirt and then people say oh yeah I'm sure it's an imitation is that right so don't you need to be yourself. What has God given you up until now? We need to be thankful. If God wants to give us more than that, then God will do that. Let's not torture ourselves to gain that. Because it's going to destroy us. It'll make us, it'll destroy us, it'll make us really down. Have you ever heard that people have been so self-pitied that they've stressed so much? Because they never give thanks. Friends. It's true that in this life, there's not one single person who is perfect. But in this life, if we have, if we give things as well, and we learn to be content with what we have, and with the people that we have around us, then Jesus Christ, who is in of us, and our relationship with Jesus, His word is never wrong. Because his word is always is yes and amen. He said this. In, in Hebrews 13.5, he says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. And because of that, we realize that God is our helper. 
So he doesn't want us to lean on our wealth. He wants us to to lean on him. So we need to confess that God is our help. Satisfaction, true satisfaction, may be attained by all of us, and that's through Jesus who lives in us. So whoever we have, if we have Jesus, we always give thanks. We don't look up, and we also have to look down, and we stop comparing ourselves with other people. And we're not trapped by greed. But we always make ourselves content with what we have, not with what we don't have, and not with what we're dreaming about. And believe that that true satisfaction we will experience that. There's one illustration that says this: Someone has iPhone. They feel that a BlackBerry is more efficient. People that have a BlackBerry, they feel like an iPhone is more sophisticated and cool. The people have a Honda Accord, they feel like a camera is more sportive. And someone who has a Camry, they feel like a Honda Accord is, is more masculine. Summer longs for winter, and winter longs for summer. So with black hair, they adore those that have blonde hair. And those with blonde hair, they like those that have black hair. <laughs> those who have a house, they want to go out. When they go out, they want to go back, they want the house again. When you have, when you have one child, you get lots of children. When you have lots of children, you get one child. So life is always wrapped by lots of different layers. We only see the outside, we don't always see what's on the, in the inside. This is very good. We don't just say, whoa. Whoa. We say, oh, that guy's really amazing. They've got a great house. They've got a really good car. And their life's so good. Is it true? You know, maybe the person's stressed and they're full of their life, they've got lots of debts. You've got to pay back the loans, all their assets belong to the bank. We don't know about that. They're just quiet, they don't say that. And then we think, oh, their life's so good. Well, you can be calm. You know, probably your neighbors there are very happy. Maybe the the parents can never be can never have a calm life because their children gamble and they're they're involved in drugs. So so often we're so deceived. We don't actually know what the reality is going on in life. So actually, with you know, maybe with every family has problems. Don't complain about problems. 
We need to be aware of the meaning behind all of the problems. So every problem will make our life more meaningful. So whatever problem is in our life, we always need to give thanks. For whatever we have, and we need to be brave enough to face what's going on in our life. And this is important. So enjoy what you have as a blessing and always give thanks. And receive that and be content with what we have and build our life towards God. Friends, when we hear this, it sounds funny, but it's that's the truth. That's the reality of life. Okay, so I don't know. So if these days, what makes us sad or what makes us down or what's making us stressed. But let's, l let's learn together. Let's learn together. Let's get learn to give thanks. So whatever we have to this, this point in time, let's enjoy that. And I believe that when we give thanks and we enjoy these things, then we will gain that satisfaction in our life. Because that people that people that have a lot of things, if they don't give thanks, then they will never be thankful, they'll never be satisfied. Okay, it's pretty quick today. I'm going to close. So dissatisfaction makes the rich person poor. Satisfaction makes the poor person be rich. So from now, it depends how we can place ourselves in attaining that true satisfaction. So I believe that this God's word today will it will help us if we feel sad. We think, oh, lots of people are like that, aren't they? If they have a problem, and they think, and we think, oh, how come I'm the worst one off here? And we always think that everyone else is better off than we are. But we need to stop doing that. And I believe that today God wants us to live in satisfaction, which He will give to us. Not with you know, abundant wealth and luxury, but He will give us His peace which only God gives to us. I'd like to invite you all to stand. Okay, so I'm going to close. Before I close, I'd like to ask Mondi to, to put up a slide. Can we turn the lights off? Okay, this is a really good illustration here. Then we, have, then we, then we already have. It's just a little bit more. It's just a little bit more. So this is what makes us go crazy. Just a little bit more. It makes this makes us dissatisfied. We always want something. Always want more. Okay, let's give thanks for what God has already given to us. Okay? Thank you, Mandy.
Okay, let's pray. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, let's focus on God. Lord Jesus, thank you for all your word that you've given to us today. God, would you forgive us? Sometimes we so often complain and we don't give thanks for everything that you have given to us this very moment in time. We always, we always want more and more and more. We're not thankful for whatever you have given to us in our life. Would you forgive us, yes, God? Would you forgive us if we always look at people who are better off than us, and we always think people are happier and better off than us? We forget to look at those who are not as well off as we are, and we always compare ourselves with other people. God, would you forgive us? And we also want to learn to be content with whatever we have. You live in our lives, not more than enough to give us satisfaction. Would you teach us to appreciate the people, anyone that, all the people that we have in our lives, our wives, our husbands? Our children, God, everyone that you have placed in our lives, we're thankful for them. We're so thankful for them. Thank you for a good husband, a good wife, a good mother, a good father, and our healthy children. Father, we're so thankful for all of those things. We are never lacking. To forgive us, God, if we always want more and more, and, and we change the position of where you are in our lives, because um, sometimes we forget that you are powerful and you are able to give to whoever you want to give. Would you forgive us, Jesus? And then, Father, we pray. For all the CLC members here today, whatever their struggle is these days, whatever makes may cause them to be not satisfied at the moment, whatever is causing them to complain, whatever is causing them to 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 grumble, Lord, would you cultivate your word in their in each of their hearts that sunny today? May our mouth, may our words from our lips be just words of thanks for what you've given to us. Jesus, thank you. We give thanks for all of this. May the word that you've given us today, may it cultivate, may it bear fruit in our lives. May we be able to put it into practice in our everyday lives so that we can attain that true satisfaction that is in you that only you can give. 
Uh, it says in John 14:27, My peace I give you, not as the world gives peace, so you do not need to be worried. Do not be afraid. Jesus is able to give more. He gives not only peace, but He gives eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. I've finished for today. And all the glory, we give it all back to you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give thanks for Stephanus. So that's right, friends. We have to give thanks in everything, whatever our circumstances. Okay. Then we're going to be worshiping God. Let's all stand together. And let's read this prayer together. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God our Father forever and ever. O Lord, yours is the greatness, the power, the honor, the majesty, and the wealth. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours, as riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. It is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. We love you because you have first loved us. 